I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. And Double T 97.3.com with Cliff Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. I'm sure Dr. Mike Gustafson will be here before too long. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 973com All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Um, Clint, I noticed that you have updated the whiteboard. And I just wrote a bunch of stuff down. Yeah. It was pretty open. I, uh, I know that yesterday I swore to never reference it again. And I had every intention of following through with that, but uh, your involvement has, at, at the very least, um, you know, initiated a pause in in that stance. You wrote down the English Dictionary Gasparilla Bowl. Are you are you suggesting that the English Dictionary is sponsoring the ball game, or are we doing English Dictionary coverage before the ball game? Because we're we're out of here at five thirty today, so I'm curious. Which one do you think? Which one would you rather it be? I would rather go over the dictionary. <laughs> uh, then it's that one. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. I'm just show planning. For All right. That. So at 530, we'll have coverage of the Gasparilla Bowl. Any ideas who's in that game? Well, it was one that Tech was projected to at one point. Right? No, I'm thinking of Camellia Bowl. Sorry. I withdraw my Gasparilla statement. I actually do know this one just because it's a Big 12 involvement. Sure. Uh, UCF and right. Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech. Oh, a nice little matchup. Both six and six teams. Of course, you're looking at the list. Could, it, could anyone just name where that game is being played without staring at the list? Would you have known? Uh, I think it is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Did it? Was it like formerly known as the Gator Bowl? No, or I'm sorry, like I'm incorrect. Or? Okay. It is uh, definitely in Florida. It's at the Trop. Really? In St. Petersburg. So at the so so that'd be the third and we've still got Fenway Bowl and Pinstripe Bowl. So that's is this gonna be the f- Oh no, I was I'm sorry, I was right. It's at okay. it's at the uh Buccaneers St. James or place, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh so, Yeah, Raymond James. So we've got three bowls in baseball stadiums, right? No, we still have the Fenway Bowl stuff, pinstripes and still have uh the, the, the one Arizona. in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. the D backs. Yeah, isn't that right? Are there any others? I don't think there are. But how about uh, UCF? La- or I'm sorry, USF last night. Yeah, you were. They were. You texted Clinton and I, and uh, they were putting a thrashing on them. They got forty five. Oh, yeah, I was watching the uh, fighting St. Louis Blues win their third game in the last four under the new coach. So here come the Blues. Tra-la, tra-la. Like, I don't even know. I know they've got a new program, a new coach. The Blues? No. I mean, they do, but uh, Syracuse. But, man, I don't know how you – like, losing 40 – that's – Yeah, that's – You'd almost rather not go to a bowl game. That's one of the – yeah, you're exactly right. And and, uh, Well, an argument could be made that they didn't go to the bowl game. Well, I mean, how much – yeah. it. it, Yeah, that's a tough deal there because – 
Are that were they interim coach or new coach? Interim or? coach. Yeah, and they didn't. Have, did you not watch any of that game? No, I didn't. So they both of their quarterbacks were hurt. Oof. Um. Hey, Clint, the alarm's going off. <laughs> yeah, they did not have any healthy quarterbacks, Oof. right? Um, maybe like a walk-on type, but certainly that's brutal. And so, and and this was the case, I think, for the last couple of games. And so they went with this kind of tricked up, like wing T style. Put a tight end back there, a bunch of gadget stuff, some like some wildcat looking. Oh yeah, uh, but but expanded, and that right. was their entire offense. Tough, and it was man. it was miserable. Um, Syracuse started the season four and zero. So between from September 24th to now, they have won two games. <laughs> two and seven. Yeah, they had a five-game losing streak there, and then they are two and two in their last four. And and we talked the... Uh, it's miserable. You and I talked, I mean, over the course of the last 18 months about how much different it feels because Tech has done that deal where the, the, the good early part and then the, the the limp to the finish did it in 98 did it in in cliff's year first year right um and uh it it most certainly feels good to finish on a on a high bump that's a long off season yeah and uh it probably you know who who knows it may uh may uh you know probably just a, a better vibe and i and i remember being a part of the one of the two years i was doing strength conditioning we went four and seven and we were two and seven at one point, and that was the year after the independent, uh, excuse me, the All American Bowl nine and three, James Gray and all that. And so it was a kick in the gut, you know, like that that two and seven, and then four and seven. That was brutal, and uh, and this the off season stuff. I mean, I I mean, I think the off season stuff because there's no hey if we win. Of course, back then you you know the next year we went six and five, but there was no bowl. Mm-hmm. Just you know, but it's just a. Uh, you know, like you're kind of shifted into off-season mode for the last two weeks of the semester because it ended before Thanksgiving. Like, all right, get back from Thanksgiving. We're going to have full work of, you know, like get get ready, boys. I mean, not not punishment, but just like we're going to try to be productive here. That's a – and it's a – that's a long grind of – I don't say miserable, but it's close. And so the finishing on a high note, getting to a ball game and – being competitive, Lord knows winning it. I mean, that's that's just such like, a different vibe. Imagine, man. imagine that you, you get the same exact record, right? But it's opposite, like it's it's reversed. So you start out four and one, you start out six and three, right? And then you lose three of your last four games, including the bowl game, right? It, it is a completely different vibe around Oof. here. Not that people are again dancing in the streets right. over seven and six. Um, but you know you've won four of your last five games, and you know you kind of view that as a little bit of momentum or kind of riding the ship, a nice little jump into next year. Plus, you're recruiting. Imagine if you go into this off season having lost three of four. You know that's that's a bad vibe. But luckily, uh, did not happen here. Um, we're gonna do a little uh, best of worst of. Yeah, right. Year because this is our last show. Of 2023, because you both mm-hmm. will be taking vacation yep. uh, next week. So, I'll be holding on the fort all by myself. <laughs> you got a lot of bowl games helping you out. That's true. Yeah, so I, I won't week. be in the fort very long. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was, I think, wasn't there one three-hour show next week for you? I think there, I think Tuesday Maybe two? and Thursday. Okay. Yeah. No show Monday, Christmas, obviously. Yeah. No show Friday. 
Three hour show Tuesday, one hour show on That's Wednesday. That's what I'm thinking of. There you yeah, go. Three yeah, hour show on Thursday. Are we doing Christmas music the whole time? Well, if you're going to do that, then play some Jackson 5, please. I mean, will it upset you if I do? <laughs> yeah. It's an all day Christmas affair. <laughs> More tech talk next. <laughs> It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're with you today until 5.30. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. So I don't know if you want to break this down by like category or just kind of. Oh, you've got a list prepared. I just jot Unless it down. Unless that's just like a shopping no, list. No, just like unrolled milk, the entire eggs, scroll. Yeah, milk, eggs, Texas Rangers. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, I sort of divided mine in the. Uh, I, I did. Uh, that's probably one, two, three, four, five pretty good things five or six good things that i could talk about another handful of things that maybe are a little tech related but sort of personal and then uh yeah so and i probably come up with a couple bad things if we need to <laughs> i don't have those prepped so what you got i mean to fire one yeah i uh i thought they uh i'll, I'll, I'll go in this descending order so f- number five uh let's sing it back there was a couple and there's not really much hoops that i drew from the early part of it the early part of the season i'm thinking about the stuff that i attended but i remember k-state and texas back-to-back home win so that was a point at which i left there going hey maybe they got maybe they're gonna do this that was a spoiler alert they did i know i know and but that was there was a point there that i remember thinking because those are both fun home games big crowds the whole deal and it was a point at which I remember you and I talking like, well, the one thing about it, the rest of the season has all the inventory they need to get yeah. bowl, uh, for bowl eligible. But to get, you know, there's quad one wins and all the things. Now, obviously, they didn't do that. But that, that was – so that was kind of number five on my text tech list. I, mean, I, get, don't, I don't know how – I mean, I would say with basketball, this – I would say – Getting rid of Mark Adams was yeah. the best of. <laughs> I know. Um, it's kind of on my bad thing. But, but you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, ideally you wouldn't have. Ideally, there wouldn't be an incident where, you know, some some racial language or connotations or implications or however you want to describe the event at the center of what started that whole thing. Um, obviously, that's not good. You wish that would not have happened, but I think the end result is you know separating yourself from Mark Adams and getting an actual college head coach here um, in that program is a is a very positive thing, and I think that that will um, you know Tech basketball will benefit as a result, and it it may not be super evident this year, um, and and it may not just be like a a, a bright shining star supernova-ing in the sky next year either, but I think eventually uh, McCaslin will get this thing in, in a good spot. Yeah, it feels like he's uh, no doubt a, a, a stabilizing force. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, 
it, it and it feels like that feels like we will be headed into a period of uh you know i hope it's great prosperity and all those things but just a, a lower level of drama right which this time last year it was the drama was like it felt like there was a new more gossip every week amazing and amazing and, that, and now we just have to worry about enjoying the holiday season and in the bowl season you know yeah sure perfect uh <laughs> glenn, glenn didn't even hear that uh I had a couple baseball things, and and was thinking about again specific games. You know, beat OSU two of three, beat TCU two of three, and both of those I think were right out of the gate in conference play, home games like the home series. And I, I just remember, and I look back to get the numbers on this. I remember those two comebacks being like, man, those things are really, you know, off the chart. OSU had Tech down seven to one. Tech came back and won that game in ten innings with the kind of misplayed fly ball out and left. And then two weeks later, TCU's here. And of course, that team ended up in Omaha, like they were this year's Cinderella team. And uh, TCU had Tech down eight to nothing in the second inning on Friday. Yeah, on Friday nights, eight zips second, sixteen ten in the seventh. And then Tech won that game twenty sixteen. And uh, just remember those two things being sort of feature moments of the season because as well as deals where both of those games were frustrating enough and and um, Girton got knocked around in both of those games and and uh you know just anyway but that those were kind of fun sort of this doesn't happen very often highlights sure. and, and to do it against TCU yeah exactly too, versus you know Kansas State sure or something and 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 those two teams and I, I don't know I haven't really given a whole lot of thought to next spring in terms of rankings but you know, Texas, DCU, OSU. There's there's the top of the league. You know, there's who you want. To, there's who you want to be going toe to toe with. Probably throw O and you OU in there as well. And so, yeah, those are big series. Period. You got one? Do you want to go? You want to alternate? Well, I, I don't really have anything baseball wise. That's I don't, okay. Yeah. I don't want to drop one and then step on something that you have written down. Oh, okay. I I can. Uh, I would. I'll go next, uh, and it, I'll stay with baseball. The Josh Young Texas Rangers thing was fun all year. You know, genuinely happy Man, for maybe him. Maybe not all year. I know you're right, but genuinely happy for him just to it was get like a it. seven game period where it wasn't <laughs> yeah, super I know, fun. right there in October. The uh, the uh, but but just for Rangers baseball to get fun again and to have our guy that we've been rooting for and who's had a couple of injury setbacks to not only get there but I mean, just as the season played out, like you have to sort of remind ourselves, like, hey, he started at third base in the All-Star game. There was so much other stuff that happened to him later on that, you know, kind of made the All-Star game just a, a blip in the memory bank. But, you know, just, you know, I hate it that he didn't get to be, you know, that six weeks probably cost him his shot at the goal, uh, rookie, rookie of the year. year. But, yeah, that, that whole deal was fun for a lot of people and, and not just – you know, the hardcore baseball fan or even the Rangers fan. Like, the, you know, we had the text to the show that somebody was talking about, you know, you know the, the guy was talking about, I can go inside and put games on and my wife and child or children want to watch the game and know how Josh is doing. And, and he, as a Rangers fan, like the whole thing came full circle. So it was just a cool thing. And, and you know, hopefully it's something we get to do again several times. But – just to watch his success, great. 
got two tech things. Okay. Texas Tech bowl game. That that was great. It was a good it was a good cap to a uh, good finish to the season. Um uh, certainly this season had it sure of disappointments early, but just the push down the stretch and to see I think uh the opportunity for what felt like really the the healthiest version of Baron Morton that we got all year, which is amazing to say that when you consider the fact that he got hurt two series into his season, you know, when he took over for the injured Chuck, I mean, just, yeah. And so all of that stuff clicking there and, and then immediate within what, four or five days later, we're signing this recruiting class and like that that this is a moment right now that we're it's right behind us all of that portal stuff going around the bowl what a what an awesome early december and how busy that must have been for those guys coaching staff sure and the last one tech soccer oh yeah that's a good one though yeah, yeah that whole that whole operation you know i i you and i went out there and did the broadcast before uh their opener the first round yeah, yeah princeton yeah and uh and and just you know, when I went, I went to a handful of those games, missed the Princeton game because I left there and went over to the uh, baseball reunion that specific game, but got to see the other postseason games and just the whole the whole deal was a blast. It was fun to see that good things happen to Tom Stone, and you know it's a nice little fan base. And yes, that a boy Clint. You know what I played last night on my record player in the basement? This album right there was it boy. cardboard. No, this is a real album, but I did have to lift my little cardboard Cardinals back record. Back of a box or something? Nope, no, this is okay. a real thing, dude. I even have footage of it. Of it going yeah, round and round? Absolutely. More tech talk next. <laughs> podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until 5 30 we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Double T 973com So um, if you're just tuning in or you tuned in uh, mid-segment earlier, this is our last show together in 2023. Um, we'll only have three tech talks next week and y'all are both out of town. Um, so we're going to do some very stereotypical, um, kind of mail it in year in review, review stuff. Um, I, I have, I would say these are the five best things that happened, uh, to tech football this year, in my opinion. Okay. Kind of five things that, uh, excited me the most, I guess. And this is not in any particular order. Um, I think that uh, adding the four corner programs was a big highlight. Um, It's exciting. It uh, boosts your league both in football and in basketball. Um, And yeah, I think it's really. I mean, Arizona is ranked. I don't. They don't seem to be going anywhere. Uh, Colorado is a polarizing program. 
right, that I think will continue to draw eyeballs but just because of who the coach is there. Um, obviously, I'm very excited about what's going on here in Lubbock. Um, Kansas State isn't going to go away. Oklahoma State's not going to go away. Um, you know, you, you got to think that TCU and Baylor will kind of figure things out at some point. So really excited about the future of the Big 12, and that's, uh, you know, big part of that was adding the four corner programs. Um, I, I mean, the Tosh Brooks season, like that's, <clears throat> it, it is one of the coolest, yeah, I guess, individual season performances that I can remember um, from a Texas Tech perspective, just because it was so unexpected. You know, like, yeah, I agree. I, I think over the years, if, if you've been a Tech fan, you know, during this kind of uh, air raid era, and I'm using quotes, it's not ever really a huge surprise if some receiver pops off, right? Eric Uzukama's season yeah. or Antoine Wesley's season, um, you know. I mean, when someone has a big year, Kiki QT, that's not really some kind of huge surprise. We've kind of become accustomed to that. A little bit of a next man up kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But for like for Taj Brooks to rush for 1,400 whatever it was yards – um, yeah. and, and really carry your offense for the, the bulk of the season the way that he did, it was completely out of left field. No one would have thought that. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Vegas would have put the over-under <laughs> on for his season rushing total, but it would have been well under 1,000 yards, I'm guessing. And uh, here he is going into next season, since, since he's coming back, with a chance to set the career rushing mark, which is like, imagine... Someone's saying that two years ago. Yeah, true. I mean, because he, he and Sir Roderick split time and did so nicely. They, they were good one-two, solid. But uh, and and clearly it was his this year. But just to what to your point, I mean, relative to expectations, especially for him as a returning player, just yeah, and and. You know, they're they're saying the same thing in Stillwater about their guy who had what nineteen carries in the first three games or whatever it was. Yeah. There's your all big Ollie twelve Gordon. running backs. Yeah. Ollie Gordon and Taj both after three games, you know. Kind of yeah, afterthoughts. Yeah, nice player, yeah, whatever. It's just just guys on the team and then uh you know, both got cranked up and rolling and both identi- uh, both offenses bought into their sort of run heavy identity and took off from there i think the oregon game stands out too it it wasn't the prettiest game um you obviously lost the ending really sucked it was kind of kicking the gut um but for you know the the better part of four quarters you were kind of toe-to-toe with a top 10 team um the atmosphere was great it was on national television, prime time, yeah, in yep. night game, and it, it just kind of felt like, you, you know, what you had for so long during the early two thousands in terms of this is a tough place to play, and no matter who comes here, they're in for a gunfight or knife fight or rock fight or some <laughs> kind of fight, um, and even though you lost the game, I don't know, that was a highlight for me. Yeah, and that that was, I mean, his, historically leading into that, you and I talked a lot about going back to that being as high profile a matchup as we've had here since, in some ways, nineteen eighty nine, and 
you know, certainly the Nebraska team that came here in the mid nineties. I mean, that's the, you know, it's not like we're talking about, well, it's been since 2017. No, it's been 84 years. Yeah. It had been, you know, 30 years and, you know, depending on how we wanted to define it. And so that was a, uh, a special matchup, no doubt. Uh, I think the Adidas deal is something that really excited me. Um, you know, because of who you're being aligned with contractually here with Patrick Mahomes, um, the fact that you've been with Under Armour since 2006, it's just, you know, I'm 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 pleased that there's going to be a change, and I'm excited to kind of see what they do, especially moving forward, maybe starting in 2025 with the actual Patrick Mahomes branded uniforms. Um, I'm excited to see what they come up with, and, and hopefully it's, uh, it's all cool, good stuff. And then uh, finally, the Micah Hudson commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big kind of, I don't know, list guy or, you know, first time this has happened since X or, and I mean, you finally broke the seal on landing a five-star high school prospect and it's, you know, Rivals has been around since I think 2002, maybe a little bit earlier. And, you know, from, from when that started to now, you had never done this and, you know, you had gotten close a couple of times you signed a five-star junior college prospect. You had some transfers come in that were at one point a five-star, like Mike Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Ofamo Hatao was a five-star out of high school, and you signed him as a four-star out of junior college. Uh, but Micah Hudson is completely different. And um, not only is he a five-star, he's one of the top ten or five prospects in the entire country. And depending on how he performs at the Under Armour All-American Bowl here in about two weeks or so, um, he, he could be – Top three. He could be the number one player in the country. So cool. So uh, it's an exciting time. I think it's val- um, validation of what, uh, you know, the approach that McGuire and Blanchard and Nance and that entire staff has on the recruiting side. Um, you know, the, the relationship stuff. It's not just some kind of gimmick yeah. or slogan. Um, and, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to sign a five-star every year or they'll sign two five-stars next year. But I think breaking the seal on that was – was really important because you don't want to be in you don't want to be in that ever shrinking pile of programs that have not done this. Yeah, right. Because I think even Iowa State had done this, um, and, and so now that list is is pretty pretty small. And I'm just glad that Texas were not on, on it. it. Yeah. yeah. Clint, do you have your five things ready for our next segment? Yes. Awesome. More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining today until 5.30. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on the 8th Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. All right, uh, Clint. You've now had, uh, what, really 20 minutes to prepare, more than that, really, 30 minutes to prepare. Uh, what are your top five? Yeah, so I, I tried to go and take my favorite moments from different sports so I didn't, like, double up on anything, kind of like how you guys did. Um, and so I'll, I'll start. I'll get one from men's basketball. I'll get one. The charity, on. yeah. It was the charity. It was the Iowa State game. Uh, but just, I mean, at that point, like you said, if there was yeah. going to have that, right. like you said, that creak of light to make it in the tournament, that was a big part of that. Um, 
you know, coming back against an Iowa State team that just has, hasn't been fun to play against, whether it's been on the road or at home. It certainly wasn't fun earlier in that season to play at Ames. So there's your, there's your, I'll, I'll tip my cap one thing for there. Um, and then I'll go, I'll get one from women's basketball because the month of January was really fun and it was capped off with that win over Texas yeah. at home. Uh, three of four against uh, Big 12 teams. They lost to Oklahoma, but they had, you know, wins over TCU and Kansas State. Um, but that would be my a nice little NIT run, too, which was good to see some postseason success. But it was really the win over Texas. You can yeah, really sure. uh, boil it down to that. And then uh, I go soccer from there. And you could either go for me just the whole season and all of the success you had, or you could just pull the Texas win and how you did that, I mean, game-winning goal, and to do it there in Austin, that was really fun. Yeah, that was. That was. That's as good a single singular moment from the season. Yeah. Uh, I, because it felt like a bunch of us were watching. I don't know. Maybe it was the, the three of us, but just there was. I knew there was a couple other guys in a group text, and you know, because that was a good tight game, and that was the point at which it felt like, hey, this team's. You know, they've done enough that to to keep our interest and then for that thing to i mean that's a hail mary you're yeah. thinking tie game all right you know and then you go do that and, and you yeah, know, with four it, seconds left it felt like yeah one you, you already knew you were headed for a really good season but it felt like that nailed down like you're like legitimately a a big 12 contender if you didn't already know that and you should be competing with every single team you play the rest of the way out um and then you did. Yep. Um, so my second one, I'm going to cheat and combine not two sports. Yeah, not, not surprised. Uh, this answer comes to you via an Adidas duffel bag. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to go two Red Raiders having stellar rookie years and combine Josh Young and Ludwig Aberg mm. and the year that he had. Because, I mean, they're just a big reason why you just kept on seeing Texas Tech combined with it. And then, you know, uh, Josh Young, everything that you said went over and had an amazing year, all-star, World Series champion. Then Aberg, you go back to the end of his career as a Red Red Raider, sweeping out, you know, the major awards, Hogan Award winner, second year in a row, um, and then, you know, gets the PGA Tour card, and then the Ryder Cup nod, and eventually his first... Uh, professional win and it felt like you kept on seeing both of their names in their respective sports as soon as you would see anything about it and so just the early success from them was awesome to see all year um, and then Eileen Taj Brooks no. for football I mean I'm not knocking the Micah Hudson thing or trying to put it again if I, I feel offended I feel like if, you're attacking me if I had uh, if I had done the list with no bounds both of these would clearly be in the top five but um, the Taj Brooks success just, um, yeah, I think surprised and welcomed. And then you cap it off with him saying, I'm going to come back for round two, which just kind of just amped it up, I think, for everybody. Uh, and makes you just excited for, hey, what can he do hopefully next year with hopefully better weapons around him where maybe less pressure and less is on his shoulders and uh, a chance to set a record for the program. Uh, th- I mean, just instant momentum when he said he was coming back yeah this the first of many good vibes yeah so uh those were my top five this year yeah brooks finished the season with 
1,541 rushing yards. Pretty mm. good. 10 touchdowns. So cool. He's got uh, 593 career carries, 3,055 yards, averaging 5.2 yards per tote, 28 touchdowns, along of 67, which he set as a sophomore. Hmm. You think that they'll have to, um, I don't know, put asterisks or anything like that in the record book? Because, um, I mean, he's he's using his COVID year. Wow. Right, I mean, he'll, this will be his fifth season playing football, and you know that, and that's going on everywhere. Sure, yeah. and uh, and so it's really a a much bigger question than you know how Texas Tech handles it. How will the NCAA record book handle it? How will the College Football Hall of Fame handle it someday? Um, but I don't think they made any real adjustments for. I mean, let's let's face it. The players of the '60s and farther back played ten games. Um, you know, eight and two. Sure. A lot. You know, Notre Dame didn't start playing bowl games until the '70s. You know, just and so those People weren't integrated for a long time. Yeah, through those season numbers, there just the raw, not the rate stats, but just the raw totals. You know, and then then there was eleven game seasons through what. 70s, 80s, 90s to 05, I think. And then we went to the 12-game regular season. And now you get conference championships and a couple of semifinal games. Sure. You know, to where like, the Bamas and Georgias lately are playing 15 games. Um, but And then we haven't really seen raw, any, any real adjustments. Now, there, there could be a desire within a media relations department to maybe list some season total records by – 11 game season, something like that. But regardless, I mean, the NFL doesn't really do it either, AD, because that was a 14 game season back when, you know, in the 1960s Packers and then at 16 and now 17. So it's, it's, uh, they, you know, just, just hadn't happened. I, I think that it probably more than anything is just the style of play that, that we dealt with, you know, over the last 20 years, just in terms of all everybody's record books got rewritten. You know, I mean, Danny, like a receiver like Danny Amendola, who had a nice career over here for sure, but it wasn't record setter. Right. If you put it, you go back to the 70s and drop him in, it's like he's Heisman Trophy. Yeah. It's just breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, we get this from Tech Hoops Guy on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, to your point about preseason expectations and Taj Brooks, his per game rushing over under was 45 yards versus Wyoming. And by the end of the season, it was 125 yards. Awesome. More Tech Talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint, I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 5.30. We'll have coverage at that time of the Gasparilla Bowl featuring UCF and Georgia Tech. Last night in the Boca Raton Bowl, South Florida opened up a can on Syracuse, 45 to nothing. They got... They did. Whooped. It was a blowout from the beginning I think it might have been twenty-one to nothing or twenty-four to nothing at the half. 
Um, they they expanded their lead very quickly in the third quarter, they being USF. And so, you know, the guys in the booth, and most people don't care about this, they'll just kind of move on to something else and turn to the, the NFL game or Elf or, you know, Netflix or whatever, but the people in the booth have to stay there the whole game, right? Like, they're stuck. And so they were ranking Christmas movies. They were talking about <laughs> Love Actually. Nice. I felt I felt sorry for him. Uh, what is your What is your worst moment of 2023 from a tech athletics perspective? Uh, the men's basketball Hawaii trip. That was, that was 2022. 2022. There, smart guy. Because oh. <laughs> I, I actually That's true. I actually yeah. had that on a list, and I was thinking, wait, that was that was like November. Can it be finding about the trips of the Hawaii <laughs> trip in 2023? The, <laughs> the flow of uh, rumors surrounding the trip. All of men's basketball. Mm. It it probably is that for me. I mean, just the you know because you had you had talked about <laughs> one of the high points was replacing Mark Adams, and and we're just coming at it with from a different perspective but i the uh because over t- in time you're right you you win uh, but that was like just that whole saga and watching that whole thing play out as suddenly as it did because i remember when he was hired i was thinking well if you get a good five-year run out of this and continue what's been going on and like this thing played out in two years you know like played out and and you know, and then, and we're still sort of dealing with this, but we can, we can watch these other programs and stuff and, and go, Oh, Hey, hi, TJ Shannon. Oh, Hey, look, Kevin McCullough, fifth year guys, yeah. grown ass men playing, doing really good things. And, you know, and just, just, and, and those aren't the only two, but yeah, I think, I think hiring Mark Adams will go down as one of the, I don't know, three worst decisions of the 2010s or no, I guess the 2020s. Yeah. Um, because you make the right hire, you keep those guys, you know, and I don't know who that would have been. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't think there was like a clear alternative and, and, and maybe, um, I don't know. You know, it really is an interesting thing because, um, you know, Darwin ham was Darwin ham was the other, candidate there it felt like the other finalist and you know and he immediately became the yankee or yeah lakers lakers i don't want to get yankees yankees lakers head coach i mean just and i and so and and not not that i was running away from him with regard to at the time with regard to his background in the nba but i will say this you know the since you and i've talked about it in the way we have I had that creeping Clyde Drexler-like feeling. Uh, that saga that we've talked about, just that I'm not saying he wouldn't have been good at recruiting or whatever else, but just it just felt like the Rolodex and the things, the network and things like that that are needed to be successful, he was going to need time to create. And and it felt like it, you know, it it, it was that that might have set up for a cliff like hire that would have felt tremendous as it was going down. We're hiring this guy. Where was he with the Pistons or whatever, you know, Oh, the, before yeah. he was the Bucks. there we go. Yeah. And, and then 
you know, it, it, I don't know. But that that those because those were the two clear finalists, at least at least the public side of final. You know what was talked about in the studio. I think in defense of Darwin, though, like I think that I don't know that he was. I mean, Drexler's coaching career just started with the Cougs True. as the head coach. Like that's it. Like there was, I mean, but and and by the time that you were looking for a head coach to replace Chris Beard, uh, you know, Ham had been a, an assistant coach in the NBA for over a decade. Yeah, that's you know, true. so like, very true. I think your point about the the college Rolodex and recruiting and all of that stuff relating to players and prospects in a way that is yeah. much more important than it is in the professional ranks. I think that those are very valid points and uh, clear concerns, and um, and I don't. I don't blame the people that made the decision because, um, you know, I think that they operated with the best information that they had at the time. Yep. Obviously, if you go back and do it over again, you'd make a different choice. I'm sure they would. Um, I know I would. But oper- it was like Billy Gillespie. You know, like when you made that decision in 2011 or whatever it was, at the, at the time, that seemed like that's the smart play, and it, it just was a disaster. And that's what Mark Adams was. Um, he was a he was a less mean but creepier version of of Billy Gillespie. <laughs> um, all right, that was your worst. Um, yeah, that's what I had written down. Um, yours too. So you we got two and a half hour show, so y'all can't have the same thing. That's I'm kidding. Uh, my worst is West Virginia game. I think I think that yeah. game and and my stuff is going to be clearly very like heavily football focused. That's okay. But but that game was like a triple whammy, right? You you lose a game to a team that you thought entering the season, heck, entering the off season, was going to fire its coach mid season, was the worst in the Big Twelve. You know, not talented. You, you just you. Beat the absolute hell out of them in Lubbock, you know, in 2022. And so not only do you lose that game, which in and of itself is insult enough, but you lose Tyler Shuck for the season, essentially, mm-hmm. with an injury. And then a handful of plays later, on the same day, you lose Baron Morton. And, well, at least you lose a, a healthy Baron Morton, who plays the rest of the season um, with a with a banged up shoulder, and so that that affected so much else, and it also affected kind of how we thought about things. Because I mean, the offense stunk at times. How much of that is because your quarterback is injured? How much of that is because the scheme stinks, or the receiver stink, or I mean, like, you couldn't. Nothing was very clear yeah. as a result. This has been the Tech Talk podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.